everyone, and welcome to episode 394 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this wonderful Monday, Richard? Hey, Seth. Doing well. Got got our Magic 30 tickets. Beat, beat the rush. <sighs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm hyped. I, I am excited for Magic 30. That's actually one of our big topics. There's been a, a lot of conversation about the Magic 30 event. So we want to talk about that. We finally got info and details and tickets. So that's going to be one of our topics. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we get into that, we got another co-host in Krim. Krim, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning, I, I guess. Yes, good morning. <laughs> yes, I am. I am awake. Again, if, if you're awake, it's it's morning. Even if you don't yes. want to be awake, I think it still technically counts as morning. So, <laughs> yep, yep. I I uh, just I'm gonna like yeah. I'm gonna drink my water and then I I am awake. Uh, so anyway, our overview for today, we're gonna be talking Magic Thirty. Now that we actually got the info, uh, and then we also got a bunch of news about Dominaria United related stuff. We don't actually have spoilers; those start on Thursday. So next week we'll have spoilers. But there's a bunch of uh, information related to the set. Also, a teaser from Mark Rosewater about the set. Maybe a supplemental product that we didn't know about that just kind of leaked out the other day. Might talk a little bit about stickers too. Mark Rosewater had a comment about stickers. And then, of course, answering your fish mail question. So that's the plan for today's cast. But before we get into it, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. And if you're tired of all the hassles that's involved in buy listing your cards, well, Card Conduit lets you skip over all the typing, all the time, all the work it takes to sell your magic cards. With their curated service, you can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of $1 or more, and you'll pay just a 5% service fee, and if you want to put in a little bit of effort on your end, you can use their sorted service, where you list and sort your cards in advance, and pay just a 2% fee. No matter which option you choose, you'll get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed. And oh yeah, if you head over to card king, uh, cardconduit.com slash mtgoldfish, you can even get another 10% off. So thank you so much for, to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic. Let's start with Magic 30, which I think has been the biggest topic of conversation in the community this week. So we finally got the info. Uh, we, we'd been waiting, it kind of seemed to get delayed, but we got info on tickets and prices and all that stuff. So Richard, why don't you give us a quick overview and then we can talk a little bit about uh, Magic 30 stuff. All right, Magic 30 happening in Vegas. They they released all the info and then made you buy the stuff right away. So no planning guys, <laughs> but... <laughs> It's basically $60 a day for the base package, right? So to even enter the place, it's $60 a day. It's a three-day weekend, right? So $160 for the weekend. So you get a little discount if you do all three. Um, and with your weekend package, you get access to the event itself, which is just entering the hall, one mystery booster, two Dom Dominaria United Collector boosters, an exclusive Magic 30 play mat, and then... Uh, an Arcane Signet foil etched promo card, and then a Richard Garfield PhD promo card. Now, if you're listening now and this is news to you, this is the only thing that's still available. They have higher tier packages, Pearl VIP at $350, uh, Ruby VIP Commander $350, Black Lotus VIP $700. These are all sold out. Um, but the, the thing that got people really up in arms is to enter the command zone, uh, you needed to buy one of these uh, advanced packages. The Ruby VIP Commander 350 gives you access to the command zone where you can play commander uh, on-demand events all weekend. And uh, I think, so they didn't release details of this, but this is a thing where you go in, they organize your pods for you, and you, you get to play with tickets and then you get tickets awarded uh, for the quote-unquote winner. Um, they did clarify that there is free play area, whatever that means, so that if you want to play Commander and you don't want to pay, you can still play. But we don't know how much space that is. You have to organize your own uh, pods, and we don't know like you know how much seating there is for that. And then all the way up to $700 VIP, you get to meet Mark Rosewater. You get like extra tickets to, to some party. Um, but yeah, all these are sold out. So if you don't, if you hadn't heard about these, you can't get them anymore. So it doesn't matter. 
so what do you guys think about Magic 30 packages? So the most expensive ones sold out pretty much instantly. Like the day they went on sale was the day we were recording Commander Clash last week and they went on sale when we started recording Commander Clash and they were gone way before we finished recording Commander Clash. So I think they were on sale for maybe like an hour or less before they were sold out. There was a lot of complaints about the stuff costing too much. And while these numbers are pretty big, especially if you're used to magic events where traditionally you just show up and play magic for free. Like that's the way that magic events had been for a long time where magic events were built around these big 1v1 tournaments, constructed tournaments, and the entry fees from the players that are trying to win the tournaments were kind of like the main focus of the event and what was supporting the event. And then if you want to just go like play commander or something, you could just go hang out in the venue. So this is a big shift. And I can see why people are thinking this is really expensive, uh, really expensive or even too expensive. On the other hand, the fact that they sold out pretty much instantly makes me think that maybe they weren't overpriced. Like, wouldn't you think if they were too overpriced, they wouldn't have sold out? Like, is that a is that a sign that this price is actually the right price? Or could you even argue that the price is too low for some of these things if they sold out in an hour or something? Uh, I, I mean, isn't that a a good thing like you want to make it so that it, it, it there isn't this weird divide because you know with there's another another event kind of nearby like or not really nearby but at least nearby in like time and date it's the summit right uh which is also getting some people but i mean wouldn't it be better that there's just like you know no divide in within the community where people are aren't like upset like we're not like pricing out everybody are already of like like an already expensive game i mean you're already gonna make money right you're already gonna have money by like having all the exclusives there and whatnot it's hyped as one of the biggest events so i don't know i think the like 150 should have been like tops like that should have been the vip package yeah like like seth has a point like if it's sold out is it really overpriced because they're meeting demand and like mark rosewater yeah. understand right because it's most likely they had like seven tickets right because if you're playing with Mo mark rosewater in in a you know infinity event it's probably an eight person pod draft so i get that but just because they can charge us this money should they charge us this money right is magic 30 a celebration of magic or is it another chance for wizards to like get more money out of our pockets Right. So, yes, they could charge us this much, but why not make the hall free and accessible to everyone and then make back money selling your exclusive Magic 30 playmats or whatever. Right. And, and the fact that they're just like shoving cards into all these packages, like you're buying two Dominar United collector boosters. I'm like, what if I don't want them? <laughs> like, just give me the reduced entry so I can just come in and play Magic and then maybe I'll buy some art. Right. Maybe I'll buy some some new promo cards or something. But like. Like, the Black Lotus VIP one is, like, hilarious because you get, like, basically, like, a suitcase of product. You get, like, two <laughs> MH2 draft boosters, three Commander Legends draft boosters, three Dominar uh, United Collector boosters, two Mystery boosters. Like, all this random stuff. Like, they're just trying to get more money out of it. And, like, do we really need that for a Magic 30 celebration? I think that's a really that's – a, that's a very good point. Like – if this is supposed to be a celebration of the community and it's been a long pandemic and we're all getting back together and magic's turning 30 and we're going to like celebrate this together, these prices are not going to be helpful with that. On the other end, if the goal is wizards make a bunch of money, then I think these prices worked because they sold out. Like, I don't know. There was a bunch of people when the prices first went up, they were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go anymore. And I was wondering for a bit, like, could this event flop? Like, is this, did wizards finally push... <laughs> everyone too far and everyone's just gonna be like i'm not paying this amount of money sorry watsy it sounds cool but i'm staying home for this one but apparently that didn't happen because it sold out pretty quickly i think for me that the absolute prices aren't i don't really bother me uh if people want to pay a bunch of money to get some vip pass or whatever that's fine that's not what i'm doing like we're going on the normal tickets i don't even know if we can get in the command zone in all honesty but we what cannot, really way, does yeah, we, we can't uh, yeah we will not we, we have that. to use our Haven't... we have to use our uh, content creator influence to like worm our way in but our tickets do not allow yeah. it <laughs> 
haven't have you ever snuck into like a music festival or something it's not it's not that hard you got to look for you know the, the spot in the fence that's a little bit low and then you just climb over and once <laughs> you're in you're good like it's it's easy it's easy but with uh, this with this not oh my god this is like if the bands that were playing had a worm their way in <laughs> <laughs> i I will say the command zone thing really bothers me. Like, I've always felt weird about the command zone ever since. I think that Vegas 2019 that we went to was the first command zone, I'm pretty sure. At least the first big one at a big event that we were at. And I felt weird about it at the time and had this real ethical dilemma about like am i even going to play in the command zone because i go to events to play with fans like that's why i go and i hate paywalls i've always hated paywalls and it felt like a paywall and it felt weird to be like hey fans who spent a ton of money to come to vegas to have this weekend and maybe you want to meet me while you're there like you shouldn't have to pay more money for that experience i don't want people to have to pay money to play magic with me i love playing magic that's the whole reason i'm there is to play magic with people so i kind of like sort of opted out of the uh, of the command zone for most of the event last time i wish that the command zone was part of the ticket price like for me having to pay an extra 190 dollars or whatever it is on top of the normal pass the get you in the door pass to be able to play in the command zone that just feels wrong that feels like against the spirit of the format to me so i think that the command zone should just be included for events like this like i, I think if you buy a ticket you should be able to go and you know play in the command zone I think that that would be the way to handle it. But the absolute prices of like pay a ton of money to get a VIP thing, whatever. Like that might not be for me, but if that's your thing and you got the money and you want to spend it, that doesn't really offend me. But it does offend me that the commander community is kind of like segregated by this paywall. Like you're keeping people away from each other when the whole goal should be for everyone to get together and play magic together and have a good time. So that's the part that really bothers me. But I don't know. What do you guys think about the command zone thing? Like, is that a big deal for you guys or not really? Oh, that that's a huge deal, right? I mean, like that's exactly, you kind of pretty much touched upon all the, like the points there. I mean, we all want to go out to like, uh, like as content creators to play with all the supporters we've had over the years and whatnot. And just like, but we're not really able to because of the paywall. So, and I mean, I guess in a weird way, we will have easier access to it because we're not going into the command zone, right? We aren't, we don't have access. So, uh, I, I think we can just play outside of the command zone or wherever. I don't know, meet up at the local pizza hut or, or something like that. <laughs> and then we, we're going to get that true like playground vibes now, right? It's like, Hey, do you want to meet up at McDonald's at the playground? And then we can just play magic there. I, I was going to say we are paywalled, right? Because so like previously events were free, like you could enter the tournament hall, right? And if you wanted to play in the command zone, you had to pay money. But now to even enter the um the, the tournament hall it's 160 dollars for the weekend and then on top of that you have to pay to play events right so if we are sitting inside magic 30 and fans want to meet us they need to pay to get in right we actually do need to go to pizza hut and sit out there and be like yo come if you know if you didn't want to buy a ticket you can come meet us right so we are kind of paywalled right and i don't know i, I think it's the first time Wizards is doing this, and I, I don't think it's correct, right? Like, it is so expensive, and it's just an entry fee into essentially what is, like, chairs, right? Because, like, if you go there and play without entering an event, you don't get judges, uh, you don't get guaranteed space, you don't get uh, match organization, right? You need to literally hold a sign and create your own pod. So that is a big problem, and people compare this to, like, you know, other conventions like Comic-Con and stuff like that, right? But, like, there's no way you can, in your right mind, like, compare, you know, a Magic 30 to Comic-Con. And the value, like, a Comic-Con or a Gen-Con or something gives to you for just the entry fee. Um, so, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's really expensive. You have to pay to get in. You have to pay lots of money for expensive, terrible convention food. Uh, you're going to buy Magic cards. Cost money. You want to play events? Cost money. Right? So, and then your, your seating is probably the seating where it's not guaranteed like if you're sitting at a table and then an event needs it they can kick you out uh you won't have access to judges and stuff like that for free so i don't know it seems it's seems a little money grabby to me i don't really i don't really like this like they, they needed to really give you lots of stuff to make it worth it and i feel like they, they're not doing that they're like yeah we have our like two panels which we usually do there'll be cosplayers walking around that you know have always happened there'll be artist alley and whatever but we've had all those for free up until now so why does it cost money yeah i mean 
I don't know. Do you think having an entry fee period is a bad thing then? Because the way I was thinking of it is like, there's uh, we've seen a shift where it's not about the tournaments anymore for the most part. Like a Magic event five years ago, 10 years ago was, you know, a thousand people, 2000 people, however many show up to like play modern. And then you get a few people that are doing other things. But now it's shifted where uh, it's a few people there to play tournaments and a ton of people that are just there to like have a good time and play commander or something. So I do wonder if charging some amount with that being the setup and with tournaments not being the focus anymore is just like necessary to make the event work. But I don't think you need to charge people 200 extra dollars to play commander or something. That's just, that's just absurd. And I'm actually kind of nervous about how it's going to go for us not being in the command zone just because there was like a stream and uh, wizards was talking about, I think it was Blake and I didn't see the stream myself, but everyone came into my stream after that stream and we're like do you hear Blake say there's like limited area or something for free play or whatever so just some of the little things I've heard is like oh my goodness is this gonna be a, a situation where you just really don't have a place to play for free even after spending $260 to get in the door like you just really don't have an option because last time we went I think there was a unofficial command zone with the people not in the command zone that was just as big as actual command zone, maybe bigger. And it was like, no one was kicking people out of tables. There was plenty of space and it kind of worked out fine, even though it still felt weird, but I'm not hundred percent sure that it's going to be that way this time. And if you pay $160 and you can't get a commander game in a casual format, like what's the point? Like, what's the point of this event? Why would you even go to the event? What are you getting out of this for your $160 if you can't even like find a, a game to play with people? So I'm a little worried about it. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, hopefully it, hopefully it goes all right. What do you think about all this grim? Well, I mean, again, meet me at your local dominoes or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> if this starts happening because the hero of domino. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll take it. Crim Hero of Dominoes. I love their cheesy bread, and we're going to just go and play play Magic. Because I don't know. That is a real thing that could happen, right? We just may not have a place to play. I like, think, like it, did they I, did they not say, though, that there will be tables? There will be, right? You're just not guaranteed to, like... There, there, the, there will... They said there will be extra free tables or whatever. But then on the stream, Blake said something that made it sound like it was... A limited number of free tables or something so who knows what that means in, in practice is there a the table yeah like a table in the corner where you have a thousand people that want to play at it uh, well i guess we'll find out well I mean, it looks I like lobby tables, con right but yeah, the question they're... is how many players will be fighting for those like let's say they add like 50 tables or 100 tables if there's 200 300 people or whatever trying to play outside the command zone you have a problem right you won't have space so the, the question is, like, how many tables are there compared to, like, how many people show up? That's, I mean, that's fair. I guess, I guess the good news is my best experiences every time I go to Vegas are, are not at the actual event. Like, the event is great, and I love meeting everyone and getting in games. But the things I remember most are uh, getting to hang out with you guys, getting to, like, do drafts in hotel lobbies, or just, like, hanging out with magic people that I don't get to see very often. And none of that actually requires the event itself. So I'm hopeful that it's still going to be a good time. But I am... I don't know, looking less forward to Magic 30 than I was to Las Vegas as far as the event itself, just because of the pricing and how it's set up, honestly. That's content creator perk, Seth. Like, you know, like we're like, oh, logistics of organizing a commander game. You just sneeze and you'll have like thousands of people trying to play commander with you. But what if you flew in from another country? You don't know anyone. Well, right well, and like you need to organize a game like you gotta like run around finding people for a pod assessing power levels whatever right find a seat play right like it's a lot of work um which i think should have been included right like i, I feel like 160 yeah. is okay to charge but you should be able to come in and have unlimited access to um events with no prizes right so that that means they will actually pair you up set the rounds correctly have a judge if needed and then give you a guaranteed place to play, right? And then you get no rewards. Like there's no like prize or anything, right? And you're paying for that service. Like as of now, we're paying for nothing. We're paying for the ability to pay for more stuff, right? So I, that's, that's why it rubs me the wrong way. 
Hey, you get a playmat. You get a collector, <laughs> oh, Mr. I'm Richard. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Magic 30 playmat, you know. And, and remember, this is magic we're talking about. You need to show up with your $500 to $1,000 deck, right? You need to fly into Vegas. You need to get hotels. You need just to buy terrible pricey. convention food to survive the weekend, right? Like, it's not just this 160 right? Like, you're going to spend thousands and then you're not going to have a comfortable time playing still like and by the way even if you wanted tournaments the the main tournament the modern tournaments that feed into the beta top 8 sold out instantly so if if you were looking to show up for some high level competitive magic like you're out of luck as well right like so uh, I don't know. It I'm, seems weird. I'm surprised they pre-sold all the events the way that they did, too. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, they pre-sold a lot of events. So you might not be able to play in the events that you actually want to play in. And then they're also like everything's non-transferable, non-upgradable. So it's not like, oh, something happens and I can't go or I don't want to play this event. Whatever. I was out too late in Vegas. Like, I'm not going to make it to my, you know, 9 a.m. whatever. It's not like you can just transfer it to someone else because they have this whole system that's set up to prevent that from happening apparently so a lot of the stuff around the event is is definitely a little bit weird and then i guess they had the festival in the box thing for the people that couldn't go that was like yeah. the virtual ticket and that also sold out almost instantly and a lot of people were disappointed in that because I think everyone expected it to be on sale for a while because it, it had a date that was like three months in the future or something. But then it sold out in like a few hours and was gone. And even though the date was way in the future, like apparently there just weren't that many of them and they sold out. So that seems to be the story of this event so far is super pricey and stuff selling out. So... Well, let it, I'm very curious. I, I don't know. Hopefully, people are still going to be there. Obviously, some people are going to be there because the tickets have sold out. They're not Hopefully, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're stuck now. You have to. You have to be there now. <laughs> so hopefully, it still ends up being a good time. But I'm definitely a little nervous, and I hope this isn't the the new way forward for magic events because it is. It is hard. Like, if the goal is to have an, a community event and celebrate the game, you are pricing a lot of people out. And I would argue that Wizards. Uh, because they plan this so late, further price people out of it. Like, normally with an event like this, you know, six months, a year ahead of time. I remember I was I'm talking about going to Vegas, like, really the, the winter before the event happening in the summer. And like, oh, are we going to go? Like, let's find hotels. Let's find cheap flights. But this was announced, what, two months? Just over two months before the actual event? So you don't have a lot of options for finding cheaper flights or finding cheaper rooms. Or you just kind of, if you're going to go, you just got to the price so i feel like it could have been planned out much further ahead too and not having it planned out further ahead also like further was a disservice to the community just because prices are super high like it's a holiday weekend you got late notice so <sighs> i don't know well that is magic 30 any other magic 30 thoughts before we move on to maybe a more exciting topic wait, of uh, wait, dominier united wait I, we, we've got something seth that wizard saw oh, this, no. and they have an article titled "Little Geary Saves the Day at Magic 30. All your woes, <laughs> all your woes will be fixed with Little Geary, the new secret layer <laughs> releasing at Magic 30. This is basically a cartoon onigiri ball. Um, and what this has to do with adorable. magic, I am not sure. And why this is the mascot of Magic 30, I am not sure. But it is a ball of rice, uh, in kind of like a, an anime style. Uh, featuring five cards, Peak, Greed, Curiosity, Vandal Blast, Last Chance, only available at Magic 30 and also the Magic 30 virtual ticket, uh, which is why they sold out. Um, so they're How sold out now. It? So you only can get this at the event if you haven't gotten it yet. But yeah. Oh, I, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. This thing is amazing. I, 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 don't, I don't know why it's a, an Onigiri roll, but I'll tell you what. I love it. I don't need a reason for this. The only reason I need is, yes, it is an Onigiri roll. Have you seen that curiosity? It's adorable. Have you seen the, the Vandal Blast? I love it. Do I play Peak? I will now. And then Last Chance? It's adorable. Like, good God, that's adorable. And along with Greed. Oh, my God. I will find room in my decks for this because th this artwork is amazing. And didn't they have Logiri or another like onigiri role on other promos before like prior to this i think there was like a a japanese or apac promo 
from a couple years ago that had uh that had a similar character or maybe the same character on it i don't know if there's been any like worldwide promos that has little yeah on it but yeah there is there's definitely like a a a japanese promo that does have it if magic wants to make little gary their the face of magic please please do not hesitate. Do what? not hesitate. What? I'm yeah, sorry. I think you should. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so nope. has lost nope. his mind. He is. L- yes, Karen, Do you see how Krim cute be, this is? Be tripping. I mean, it, it is really. It is a really sweet secret layer. And if it was a normal secret layer, we'd be we'd be all for it. Except for last chance. Last chance is a bit morbid. So last chance is take an extra turn. You lose the game after, and it's like a, a Geary with like a baby Geary. So I'm like, is this? The baby gear is going to die tomorrow. Like, what does this mean? This is like terribly morbid. But, but it's a great secret layer. But what does it have to do with Magic 30, right? If we're celebrating 30 years of Magic the Gathering IP, why do we have a rice ball? Why is it not like, you know, Karn, Urza, Chandra, Richard, 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 Charm Sarah the, Angel, Mark Rosewater's fingernails like anything why it's, you why clearly do not understand if you do not see why r- the rice ball is the face of magic for simple it is all you will eat after how much you spend on magic <laughs> so you will only have rice and that is all because you may not have anything else with it second off have you did i mention earlier how cute it was maybe you didn't see it maybe it you need to really look at cute. the art again yeah, exactly. But you, but it is cute. But you need to take it in, right? You got to really let. <laughs> you must become the rice ball. You must understand the rice ball, and that is when you will truly ascend and then become Lil Geary. <laughs> this the secret layer drop is. I mean, the layer drop itself is fine, but it to me it definitely feels like. Wizards threw everything for this uh, Magic 30 event together at the last minute, and they were going to sell the secret layer drop normally, and they were like, hmm, we need an exclusive secret layer drop. Rather than selling this through the website, let's just make this the exclusive one, because Richard's right, it has nothing to do with Magic 30. Like, I, when I heard exclusive layer drop, my expectation was something cool, historical, like, whatever. Oh. Like Even, like, the promos. Remember those promos that they're doing, giving away LGSs with, like, the German Findhorn elves, like, doing all the different languages and Old Border? Even something like that would have a Magic 30 feel, but to me, this is just a lair drop. Like, there is literally just any other lair drop, and they're trying to pass what, it off as being, like, a special thing. What you've just said, uh, that's, that's the safest thing ever. That's the most boring thing ever. This is outside the box. This is exactly... <laughs> what but, secret layers are all about and and, and it's but di- why is this but how but, is this magic 30 though Grim? Simple. other than the you can only eat rice okay <laughs> outside okay, of that is all you sense. can afford to eat after you spend money on, on magic easy did you see how cute it was look look it's the, very cute this is the, let me tell you why this is the face of magic moving forward again because the tv show Boom. I already figured it out. Netflix, the, the magic Netflix series. This is subtle promo. We're now n- scrap the follow the oath walker could- gate thing, right? Oath gate. We're going to go and follow Lil Geary. And, and this is the great. Like- could you imagine the reaction if that was the Netflix show? Like they hype it up and everyone's thinking it was going to be the short story of like Chandra or whatever. And then it's the adventures of a rice ball that has really nothing to do with magic yes yes i can imagine that everybody (laughs) and you know what it is it is a good future that's all i'm saying we need our pikachu who's our pikachu we don't have one little geary that's it that's my boy but that that's 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 who i need that's my hero little geary that's our pikachu Go out there, go get him, go slay that game. We, we do I need a Pikachu, it. but I don't know if this is the way. <laughs> this <It's>, this <laughs> is the way. This is the way. <laughs> as far as far as actual cards in the lair drop, uh, most of them are bulk cards, with the exception being Last Chance, which is like a fifty dollar card. Although it's one of those cards that's fifty dollars because it's like a portal card or whatever and just hasn't been reprinted so value wise it looks good right now but i expect that uh the last chance will not be 
will not be worth as much once uh, the secret layer drop sells I don't know maybe it'll be pretty exclusive I guess maybe that's the other thing maybe this sells way less than a normal secret layer drop just because you have to be at the event to get it or you have to uh have done the 269 dollar virtual event thing so for uh, the I mean it's fine I'm telling you MT hashtag MTG's new Pikachu or MTG's <laughs> Pikachu that's all it is I feel like Krim is trolling us. I'm not even trolling. I'm not even okay. Well, I'm like lightly trolling, but like his, like his rice balls. Yeah, balls. like I, I'm gonna, dude. Oh my god, dude. I'm gonna just open up a little concession stand out front. You don't want to buy. Oh, this is another thing. Why it's Magic Thirty? You don't want. They're purposely trying to drive you away from the thirty dollar chicken tenders. And there's probably a really good onigiri roll spot nearby. So boom. Oh my god, dude. This is such a good marketing scheme. I, they if if. If it is true, Wizards, you're playing 5D chess, and I love you for it. Right. Dude. I have a real question, Seth. Did you even know what a rice ball was before this layer drop? I honestly <laughs> didn't know what a rice ball was until Krim just started uh, talking, even after seeing the layer drop. <laughs> so I learned something uh, this podcast. Is yeah. it, so I, I I don't know the the anime culture that well. Is this like a... Is this like a real like famous thing or is this like a unique character that they made just for just for the the, the layer drop? Like, Seth, Seth, yes. Onigiri rolls are, are real. Uh, they did it's exist. It's a real food the, item. It's a yes, real it's really item. popular. It's, it's really, really good. Popular. It's the, filled the, with the I, I saw salmon. They were talking about it on Reddit. Like no one could find out if this was popular IP or not because everyone's like, what the heck is this rice ball character? And people try to find like references to it, but they really couldn't find any. So, uh, oh, okay. if you're from Japan and you know about Little Geary, like let us know. But I, I don't think this is a very popular IP. So uh, it's not like some famous anime character no, that no, no, Wizards no, no. is using the IP of or something. Okay, but oh, but they I mean, should. It is cute. I'll give it. Uh, but they should. <laughs> of course, of course, they should. Grim. Oh, <sighs> oh, oh! I don't even know. Well, like, at, at first, I was being a little bit like, okay, okay. He's this convinced is convinced himself. Bit... This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, Dude, he's, I, he's it's so him, much copium that it. you don't even understand right now. I'm on a whole nother level of copium. <laughs> and on the top of that, ever. Dude, <laughs> because a little this, geary. This this also shows you like like I'm I'm being serious on this one. It shows you that marketing can work because the other day I bought something that I had no idea what I bought. They just had my favorite anime characters on there. And then I was like, oh, it's candy. That's wild. I didn't know that. That's not why I bought this. So what I'm saying here is Lil Geary is cute enough to where I have no idea what you're selling me here. Is this car insurance? What is what is this? But if it has Lil Geary on it, I want it. I love cute well, stuff. Well, that's that's mag that's magic 30 lots of money in little geary that's uh that is the tldr i think of uh of magic 30 so let's let's move on and talk about some dominary i think that covers all the all this stuff for vegas in a couple of months so Dominaria spoilers don't actually start until Thursday, and then they're going to go full force. We get just over a week of spoilers, going to get the whole set, going to get two commander decks, but we have gotten a little bit of news about the set. Uh, we got Mark Rosewater's teaser, which he posts every set with some hints about what might be coming up in the future. We also got some news about a, a set we didn't know about, which will probably be officially announced, I assume, when they do their 2023 look-ahead stream on, uh, on Thursday, but but they're doing a set called Dominaria Remastered, which seems to be coming out in January. It got uh, posted on Amazon. It looks like, well, we really don't know. It's listed for almost $200. It's 36 card packs. My guess is it's kind of like Time Spiral Remastered, but for Dominaria, where it's going to be Dominaria cards through the ages, maybe combined with some new ones. Uh, what do you guys expect from Dominaria Remastered, this, uh, this new booster product? Uh, I hope it's a lot like Double Feature where you pretty much market something and then you completely pull that out of the whole package and then upset everyone all at once simultaneously and waste a bunch of potential. Oh, uh, you know, like that. Something like that? Yeah, something okay. close to that. <laughs> You know? I heard what Seth was saying, and I was thinking exactly what Krim was saying. Like, you would think it's, like, the greatest cards, but it's, like, probably the cards from the last set, like, literally the most current set with, like, a different border, and then no one will ever care about those. Oh, it's also a different oh. border that there's only one copy of where it could potentially be a random common that you didn't want. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but... What if, what if it's literally just Dominaria United reprinted, but all the art is Little Geary art? 
Oh, oh, I'm sold. Why didn't you start with that? That's like, I mean, like, like you lead with that. I'm in. I want, I want 10 boxes. I want a case. You know what? I'm selling my collection. I'm buying in. I'm all in on little Geary set. I don't even think you understand. Okay. This I, is, I, I will never, don't. I you will, will, admit you to will that. only hear this once and once only on this podcast. And it is. If Nico Bolas were replaced by Lil Geary, I would oh, accept no. this. I would accept oh, this. No, you did not. Oh, well, we're gonna hold I, I, I would accept this. I want I, like little little horns on Lil Geary. I'm sold. I'm all in on Lil Geary. I'm, I'm gonna find so, the Lil Geary manga. You're gonna find out he kills Nicol Bolas. I, you know, look. <laughs> there's always like, what? what is cruel. There's always a greater power, right? So the greater power is Lil Geary. So I I am here for that. Really though, for Dominary Remastered, little, little Gary aside, it should be amazing because there's well, a lot of sets that were set on Dominaria, Antiquities, Legends, The Dark, Ice Age, Cold Snap, Mirage, Visions, Urza's Block, some of the weather like Plane Shift, Odyssey, Dormant, Judgment, like uh, Time Spiral has some cards in it, Future Sight, Planner Cast, like they could do a really cool remastered set. Like if they're pulling from all these old sets and mashing it together into a new set in a new draft format and a bunch of sweet reprints, that would be awesome that i mean maybe i do this every Seth. time every time something's announced i look at the, <laughs> the best possible outcome and then richard's over there like <laughs> telling me to you know chill out a little bit because you know watsy isn't really going to do it but it's so simple just pull the best cards from those sets put them together and you'll have a home run product that everyone will love and buy seth but isn't it probably that, will be oh, remember my optimism try, no. like i why do i feel like now i'm the grizzled old like you know the old man that's played magic and seth's got that youthful optimism every like <laughs> I, I almost am down like to see what Wizards tries when it's something new because some of that stuff that they mention for product is like so easy to like where you can't miss. But like Watsy can find the one line that somehow misses <laughs> when there's like 32 <laughs> other lines. Like that double feature was almost like all but assured to be a hit, a banger. But after that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> they'll find a way <laughs> they can find a way so i'm gonna have to be that 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 guy i don't i don't think they're gonna they're gonna find a way this is like seriously it's gonna be like some absurd thing they're gonna find a way to miss this product all right all right let's, let's put on the youthful optimism hat what what are some good cards they could include from dominaria like i can't to fairy to fairy hero dominaria, hero dominaria. Easy one. Like, okay like what, i what swear to god if he's not dominaria on the card <laughs> Oh, I can't think of any. Or like, do you Gi count like Gi Karn? Let, let, let's say that, like big Karn, Karn who was yeah. not, but he was not in a Dominaria set, right? He was on yeah, Mirrodin or something. Oh wait, no, he was. Well, he was because well, because remember the most recent Dominaria we had Karn's temporal sundering. Yeah, right? like you want little Karn? I, I bet like you know seven mana big Karn. Which was oh. like what, new Phyrexia? Do you think that would be game for the set, or does it have to be like a Karn printed, you know, on a uh, Dominaria well, set? We know for a fact here. I mean, I guess I I think it has to be a Karn, right? I if there is a new Karn in the new Dominaria, he sh he'll he'll probably be in this set. I don't think we're gonna get Karn liberated if that's what you mean. Like, are you at like we're talking about yeah. like reprint reprints, right? So these are all reprints, right? Right. Well, I mean, sure. Are they? I don't know. Presumably, that's presumably, sure. If that's the case, then there would the Karn that they'd reprint has to be the newest one. I imagine that it's going to be whatever the new Dominaria is. Dominaria United. All, all those cards will be in there, and then they'll probably combine it with the last Dominaria, which so, still so had really a Karn Scion double featured one, where it's basically a mashup of the two latest Dominaria sets. That's what I think, uh, and then with, like, Old Border, right? But, like, it'll be something miserable, like, only one card is Old Border, <laughs> and the rest is just normal. So you paid for the same thing twice. I mean, that's that's exactly what I don't want. If this is just, like, oh, the new Innistrad set and the last, or the new Dominaria set and the last Dominaria set with uh, Teferi Hero Dominaria, like, that would be a bummer. But if you go back to all the old sets that were set on Dominaria, 
the reserve list complicates things a little bit because there's some cards that you just can't reprint because of the reserve list. But you got the like Avatar of Woe cycle. You have tons of busted stuff in Urza. Like Urza was an incredibly broken block. So that's what I want to see is just like if the set was set on the plane of Dominaria, the card is fair game. Like reprint the coolest cards that were originally printed on Dominaria planes. And I think that would be a really sweet product. So I'd have to actually go through the reserve list and figure out uh, what is and isn't on it before I can be like, oh, this is what I really want to see because it seems like a lot of the cool cards are on the reserve list, but there's got to be between all those sets, some that are not on there and that would make a really cool product. But if it's just like, oh, the last two Nominaria sets remastered a little bit, that would be, that would be super sad. Then you really are heading to the double feature, <laughs> the double features stage again. And that was just like such a big flop that I hope Wizards knows not to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so so that's double feature. We'll find out more. They're announcing the 2023 sets on Thursday, along with kicking off spoiler season. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to watch it uh, on the Goldfish stream. So if you're looking for a place to watch it, uh, noon Eastern time on Thursday, come hang out for the stream and uh, we'll watch it together, talk about it a little bit. It should be super fun. The other news we got is Mark Rosewater's teaser. And Mark is always super cagey with this stuff, so we don't get a ton of information. Uh, it's little snippets here and there, but there's a couple things that stood out to me that are coming in Dominaria United that I want to get your opinion on so one of them maybe the most interesting one is a popular planeswalker card gets a reprint so this is not like oh we're getting a new version of karn we're getting a new version of jaya or whatever this is an actual reprint of a popular planeswalker card any guesses and please don't say teferi hero of dominaria i really <laughs> don't want that in standard again outside of teferi hero of dominaria what planeswalker could this be that would actually fit with the Dominator united theme um, well, they wouldn't put five fairy back in standard, right? No, like, they, I mean, they would, they would okay, okay, standard. hold on, wait, why, okay. why is five fairy so absurd of a, of a guess? Why, why do you think oh, they wouldn't I, well, put that in there? Because it was like so hated in OP, hated, in maybe OP, nah, it was OP, it was, it was, it was like one, one of the, the best cards in standard, Ch chillers of the format maybe <laughs> i i don't know i mean i don't see a reason why you couldn't throw that in there but i think that teferi is too obvious of a choice so that's why when when mark rosewater says that it's never what you would expect usually um so i i think it's going to be something like jaya ballard the five mana one right yeah, they, they would have already got a new jaya popular. though oh did <laughs> they say popular like, yeah. Yeah, he did say popular, but what does this mean? Like, according to their polls, like, many things are popular. Like, alchemy is popular. Uh, well, Universes Beyond Walking Dead is popular, right? So Okay, well, that that is popular. Second, for, This, well, could, this mean, could be, like, Garrick Wildspeaker for all we... Like, do you think it's, like... Wait, it's a, you know, it's a Three reprint? fairy, five fairy, Jace the Mind Sculptor, Red and Six. Like, these are all too strong for standard, right? So it's got to be... Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. What a Read that again. So, it is a reprint of a popular Planeswalker... On Dominaria, from Dominaria. Hey, well, okay, this is this a reprint, is a, and that's that's the whole thing. That's all it says. And it's a, it's a Dominaria yeah. set, so presumably they ha they have to be affiliated with Dominaria, right? I mean, the, but if they what just about? randomly throw Jace the Mind Sculptor in there, like I, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I what wouldn't, about Karn? We like, haven't liberated. seen a new Karn yet. We've seen a new Jaya, so I don't think it's going to be Jaya because two Jayas in the same set would be weird. Karn though, like, ah, Karn Liberated would be interesting. Maybe that would be too good. Karn Cyanoversa would be safe though. I don't know if that's popular though. No, <laughs> Does Karn Cyanoversa count as popular? Wait, Technically, Karn is popular. Whatever, the, but 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 that is because that's kind of vague, right? Because it's like, is it just because the character's popular or is the card popular? Mm, that's true. It's not. It's not super clear. Like I'm gonna go with a Karn. That's if I yeah. can predict one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sign of Urza, and it, that's my pick. I could they put Liberated into Standard, or would that just be too miserable? Too? Do you think, think people would complain? <laughs> Wait, why would that be miserable? I don't even think that thing is miserable I, at all. Either. That would also put it into like Pioneer slash Historic slash Explorer for the first time. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, I genuinely don't think that card is is that good in standard and those formats. Like when Karn Liberty was in first standard, it got played as a singleton in a control deck, and that yeah, was it. You couldn't ramp to it. That's 
Right. That's true, but it's ramping so easy these days. Like, sure. Ugin was much better the second time than the first time. I think in part because it's just easier to get up to that amount of mana. But maybe Karn, I think Karn is less brutal than Ugin. Like, it doesn't come down to just sweep your board. It's trying to one for one you. And it does have a lot of loyalty, but all of its abilities, except for the ultimate, really is just one for oneing. So maybe Karn would just be fine. Yeah, like, I, I just imagine a world where you play Karn and then it gets, like, Void Rend and it's like, yo, that's a six, seven mana you just spent. <laughs> like, that's true. It does die to things. I, I like, all right, let's go Karn. Because I think Karn is going to get a new card. I think he will be well, yeah. important to the set and. Therefore, there will be a new card for Karn and not a reprint of Karn. Yeah, if we're going by the no two Jaya thing, like two Jaya, two Furious, then I, I imagine that Karn is exactly the same as Jaya, right? Karn will have a new card. Uh, we do have the new Jaya that we saw, um, but there's just no way we don't have a new uh, a, a new Karn. Maybe, All right. maybe it really is it's to fairy, fairy, but but. <laughs> But remember the the way that it's worded a a popular planeswalker gets a reprint it won't be fi- it will be five fairy but it'll be mono blue five fairy that's not a reprint the creature mm-hmm. it, oh, he is technically oh, oh. a he is technically a planeswalker okay. Okay. that would get a reprint right okay oh i like that cuz mark is pretty sneaky with these things so that actually something like that could be true what what if it's a popular planeswalker but it's not in planeswalker form right ooh cuz could this be like the uh, og giant yeah like, like the Gaia, creature like cards like that ooh. exactly think the cre- the planeswalkers that and have a creature a- and there's a legendary theme to the set. So yep. those are legends, which would fit with the theme. Okay, I, you might have cracked it, Krim. Actually, I like that. Maybe it's not actually a Planeswalker. Sneaky, sneaky, if that's yeah. true. <laughs> all right, next next question. We can't go through all these. Uh, I'll try to post it in the description if you want to see all of Mark Rosewater's teasers. But another one that stood out to me is a new artifact with Lotus in the name. Of course, Black Lotus, Notorious, Infamous, the best card in the history of Magic. But a lot of Lotuses have been good. Lotus Petal, Jeweled Lotus, Gilded Lotus, uh, Saw Play, Lotus Bloom, Saw Play. The hit rate for Lotuses is really, really high. Uh, there's been a couple of duds. Lotus Blossom was pretty forgettable. Nyx Lotus hasn't really taken off in 60-card formats. What do you think about this new Lotus? Uh, any Any idea what it could look like? And... Do you think it's going to be busted? Are we, are we looking at a Jeweled Lotus level card that's kind of jaw-dropping and like, wow, like, I can't believe they did that? Curry from downtown. I'm going to shoot, shoot my shot here. It's going to be a complete dud. It's going to be terrible. And it's probably going to be unplayable. <sighs> you can't print a card with Lotus in the I, I name think, and make I think it bad, It's going to be busted for Commander. It's going to be like... Oh, black. yeah, I guess... It's like it's like a Mox Amber for Black Lotus. So you can only activate it if you have your commander or something. It's just like three mana. And they're like, oh, it's fine. I think that there's no way. There's no way, right? Like, there, the, I think it was something attached to Lotus, the name Lotus. They know that we're going to expect something, right? For it to be like on an absurd power level. So they're going to try to balance it. And they're going to balance it so hard that it's going to be safe. And I think that maybe it gets played in Commander, but, you know, that's because almost everything can get played in Commander. I'm talking about in 60-card formats, I don't think it's anything. It's going to be anything like a Mox. It's going to be more along Nick's Lotus and probably worse. If I'm wrong, I don't know. I, if I'm wrong, we're in trouble, though. If you two are I mean, right, then we're in a lot <laughs> of trouble, and standard's going to be very bad. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like Black Lotus good, but it's not. It can't be on that level. But I do think that it's going to be good. Like, I don't think you can make a Lotus card for the 30th anniversary set and then just have it be a complete flop. But I think Krim's probably a little bit right that it'll probably be more focused on Commander than uh, than 60 card formats. That seems like the safe way to go. Make sure it's playable in Commander and then hopefully don't make it too busted. It's got to make three mana, I would think. There's been a couple of Lotuses that haven't made three mana, but when I think of Lotus, it makes three mana lotus bloom guild of lotus black lotus lotus field lotus veil most lotuses are three mana it's just a matter of like what the cost is are there other abilities stuff like that i bet you there's a new mechanic and it's going to be like crack this at a mana but if you if you hit a certain like mark let's just say in this case like i don't know uh delirium it'll it'll add three but it's going to cost a lotus petal but becomes a black lotus isn't that still too good (laughs) 
Maybe, but like mm. it'll cost like five mana for three. <laughs> what about Magus of the Lotus? It's like a two mana creature, but then if you can untap with it, you can just sack it for three mana. That's like a terrible mana oh. dork. Is <laughs> it? it? Yeah. It what? did say it was an artifact, so it artifact could be an artifact creature, creature I guess. <laughs> Boom. Metalcraft, it adds three, I, but it costs I, three. I wonder I wonder if I found it. There's further down in Mark Rosewater's uh, teaser, there's some snippets of rules text. Most of it doesn't mean much, but the very last one is where X is the number of legendary creatures you control. What about Black Lotus? Zero mana, artifact, tap it, add X mana, where X is the number of legendary creatures you control. That's just Lord, strictly that better. Could work. That is <laughs> just very good. That is very well, I mean, good. It would be one shot. Oh, you have to sack it? It doesn't do anything on turn one. Yeah, you'd have to, like, Black Lotus sack it. So I could see that. Would that be OP? Yes. Yeah, probably. In Commander, yeah. In Commander, we guess. In Commander, 60 card format, probably not, unless, like, they really take off this set with a bunch of good legendaries. I mean, I guess if, uh, yeah, there'd be shenanigans with, like, Emery and stuff like that, probably. Similar to, like, Mox Amber. If Mox Amber sees play, that would probably see play somewhere in the right deck. But, I mean, to turn into a Black Lotus, you need three legendary creatures. That's a pretty big ask, like, if you're going to actually do that. I don't, okay, I think the one thing we're thinking here is that it's going to be free. I don't think it'll be free. It's going to cost as much Ooh. as it probably makes. If it costs mana, it it, that's, that's not a Lotus. <laughs> that makes it less less exciting. Although that would make it more fair, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anything anything else stand out to you guys on the teaser list? Those were the ones that really jumped out to me. Um, ah, let me see. A again. card let that grants see. poison. Like, why do we have hmm? to keep adding this mechanic back? <laughs> like, does anyone care they, about poison? Like, why do we keep playing? With I mean, this? we're hear me out. They keep dancing around this like you know like haha infect just kidding but it's not just just bring it back if you really want like honestly like just bring it back <laughs> it seems like they keep trying to tease like oh oh here it is haha <laughs> all you infect lovers it's like infect adjacent stop doing that but it's, it's like just unplayable it infect right <laughs> yeah like, it is it really is like what's the Which point of making this that's what i'm saying i mean full Phyrexian mana should be a thing, right? We've brought it. We've already shown that Phyrexian <laughs> mana has been brought back and can be balanced. Just don't do something silly like last time, right? <laughs> like, okay, okay. Is Do you agree, though? I, I think Phyrexian mana, for the sake of, like, flavor and all of that, we should bring it back. We have we it's it's a known thing that the the praetors are are back right. Things are getting completed left and right. So bring Phyrexian mana back. Tamio had it. I mean, I think the Phyrexian mana, mana on Tamiya was fine. Right. But I, I, I think. I mean, I guess there could be a world where you bring it back if you learn lessons from the first one. Like, you would have to make sure uh, the cards cost a lot of colors. Yeah. And you weren't being able to cast, you know, Dismember in your mono blue deck or things like that. They would all have to cost some amount of real mana. But with those like safety valves in, uh, in place, I think it would be okay. Although I don't know if I agree with. In fact, like. How do you do that with Infect? I feel like if you're going to make Infect fair, quote unquote, that just means you make the cards so bad no one wants to play them. I don't know how you like, uh, I don't know, because like a one mana one one with Infect is like Infect staple. And well, it doesn't get much worse than that as far as cards go. Like, how do, how do you make that worse? Isn't isn't like, you know, unless they print something absurdly busted and they always could. I mean, is Infect even a thing anymore? Like, do people even pay attention to it or acknowledge it as a deck? Like Phyrexian Crusader, shows up. it's not top tier, but no. it, it shows up. Right, it's so, unplayable because of MH two. <laughs> exactly, it's unplayable because of Modern Horizons two. Removal has gone is so much better than where it once was. I don't I, know if like are it, you like, saying it, we should make new legitimate infect cards? Is that what I'm you're saying, to say with I'm this saying, line of thought? I'm saying it's you also could like hated in Commander. Like people yeah, also like literally that's... everything is hated in Commander. Somebody's like it doesn't matter, right? Like everybody hates something in Commander. In fact, though, but I mean, in fact, is in fact. like Mark Rosewater actually. That's Mark when Mark Rosewater Wait, asked he likes about stickers. Oh. No, when they asked him about stickers, he was like, well, if you'd listen to everyone, some people hate black mana, and they thought we shouldn't print any black cards anymore. I was like, well, if you, yes, it's true. I'm sure there's someone that hates everything, but that's, I don't think Infect really counts as everything. Like, that, Infect is on a different level than, you know, you shouldn't print the color black, or you shouldn't print card raw, or you shouldn't print whatever. Some ridiculous takes that people 
you know, make. Like, in fact, is not a well like mechanic. I don't want to see it come back. I mean, I, I guess when I think of this, like, it is a set for standard. So I'm thinking strictly standard. And maybe we should go back to making sets for standard and like 60 card formats and not just commander. Uh-huh. Uh, so well, I guess okay. when I think of it that way, I don't think it matters in a 60 card constructed format. I think they should bring it back, and that's totally fine and fun. Let's see how it plays out. They've got the knowledge from last time. Sure, I would say that, you know, but, like, Kaladesh is a is proof that they weren't able to fully balance it, uh, like, artifacts, because, you know, they were like, well, let's print a new artifact set, and everything went wrong. But then they learned how to fix it eventually, right? Now you have colored artifacts specifically, even though Embercleave still was a miserable thing to deal with. Um I think that Infect can be a lot more like that. They, It seems like with Tamiya and how they built her, they're starting to understand where Phyrexian mana can come back and it still be flavorful. And I think that they can do the same with Infect. Maybe... I mean, the... Because what? They're, if they make a three-mana Infect creature that's like really good and standard, probably doesn't hold up in modern, right? And if somebody wanted to kill you with Infect and Commander, those cards already exist. So I would say, I think that there's a reasonable chance that we get something along the lines of infector poison because a lot of people assume and i kind of assume too that we got to be heading back to new phyrexia slash mirrodin wherever mirrodin's at like that's the logical conclusion of this story arc that we're going on with the phyrexians coming back we almost have to so i'm expecting we're gonna see that in fact was there last time although I feel like poison is balanced, in fact. If we're going to go with, like, Phyrexian mana, you know, was balanced by how they're doing with Tamiya, which I would agree with, I feel like poison, rather than actual in fact, is just how you balance that mechanic. Like, poison doesn't have the pump spell synergies, but you still can have your creatures deal poison counters. So I kind of like that, actually. Like, if they did a set that supported poison, I would totally be behind that. Like, Finn the Fang Bear is a cool card. Like, more stuff like that would be sweet, but I don't Do really you know want to see setting? this, like, literal infect anymore do you know how upsetting that would be that like they make poison the go-to like one of the archetypes but then finn rotates <laughs> yeah that would be pretty yeah. upsetting right like uh, uh unless they try to like reprint him or something like that but that's why i think infects coming back all right i got one last one i want to sneak in for you guys yeah uh, creature type lines creature <laughs> lurgoif yeah are we getting eight goif <laughs> give me a two mana goif please <laughs> a two mana what about playable goif literal goif literal goif is probably that could be reprinted that's so sad don't days. don't no don't put him into he's already been Although, put into historic or whatever been total trash yeah. don't, don't put goif in the standard <laughs> give give, give well, me infect I, goif how about just type of goif but with infect? Right. okay that actually would be pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Infect Goyf would be, yeah, that would be really sweet. Honestly, like, outside of Goyf or Lurgoyf, most of the creature types are pretty normal. A little Phyrexian thrown in there, but compared to some sets we've had recently where it's like this huge string of just wild words combined together, these look pretty pretty reasonable. Dryad Warrior, Elf Artificer, Elemental Demon. Eh, pretty traditional, I think, uh, it looks like for this set. But anyway, we're uh, we're running long, so we should probably move on. Richard, I think we got time for like one fish mail today. Hit us with a good one. All right. If you have questions, send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Wild Coyote UK with Dark Confidant no longer in modern. Could it and older staples like Lightning Helix uh, be reprinted into standard sets for Pioneer? Some of them. Uh, Lightning Helix, I think, would be perfectly fine. Dark Confident, I think, would probably also be fine these days. I think it would be good in standard, potentially, like in the right deck. But I don't think it would be, like, too busted for standard. I don't think it would be busted at all. And we're, we're, we're talking about, like, current standard and I'm thinking of, like, all the high CMC things that I'm going to hit myself with if I play a Bob. <laughs> like, I- I'm definitely dying. Like, <laughs> like, there's no... I don't think Bob would be busted at all in the standard. That's the new, Just take all the modern has-beens and then put them into Pioneer Resistance. <laughs> we should I put think Infect yeah. in there. We should put, like, humans. <laughs> like, just move it all over, right? Whatever MH2 pushed out, just throw it into Pioneer and we could have a, another another format 
I mean, yeah. and then isn't... move legacy into modern, and and then we're good. <laughs> isn't that like like kind of like actually how it feels already? Like I, I feel like I thought, Pioneer I we were is standard hitting... into legacy. What are we doing? Ah. <laughs> uh, I think we can move sta- like all those cards into like standard and pioneer and and historic and all and what whatnot because I feel like those formats are closer. They feel closer like how modern was around the time of the format's inception. Yeah, like, what do you think about like Splinter Twin into Pioneer? Okay, okay maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not like that. Bitter one. Blossom or something. I don't know. Like you, you get like these old cards that people find iconic, and then just like Richard. Pioneer. Richard, we already have Bitter Blossom. It's called Dreadhorde oh, Invasion. Yeah, Dreadhorde Invasion. <laughs> oh, Dreadhorde. <laughs> it already exists. My only worry would be that leading to them doing Horizon sets for Pioneer, which I really don't want at this point. Like, if they do it through Standard, I think it would be super fun. Throw Bitter Blossom in there. That would be awesome. Uh, the banless cards in Modern, like Splinter Twin, maybe that would be a bit too far. But I think there's a ton of iconic old cards that would be sweet, like Tarmogoyf, Dark Confidant, Bitter Blossom. But really, you don't gotta you don't gotta do it with a Horizon set. Just put them through standard. I think Once Wizard starts designing cards for Pioneer, that's when I I'm gonna get very nervous about where the format's at. Seth, I think what you need to worry about is with where we're at now. If everything's being designed for Commander, we need standard Horizons. So like, I, 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 <laughs> standard Horizons. What a novelty. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. That might break standard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. If you have future questions, send them to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 394 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard, Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about Dominaria United and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out.